0: Welcome to the 10th episode of the Globetrotter Lounge, and I want to start this episode out by just saying a huge thank you for listening. It's really meant a lot to me. I've gotten a lot of positive feedback and support over the last few months since I've started this journey, so I just wanted to be sure to say that and just express my gratitude. So today I'm interviewing Kat Weiss, who is a fellow travel hacker and the creator of Worldwide Honeymoon which is a service and a blog that helps couples make dream honeymoons come true. We have a really good time talking and connecting about travel hacks, so you'll want to be sure to check out the resource list in the show notes. At the end, after listening, you can find those at theglobetrotterlounge.com. So sit back and enjoy this episode of The Globetrotter Lounge. You're listening to the Globetrotter Lounge Podcast. Conversations with women who have found creative ways to travel more. With your host, travel hacker and online course creator, Jet Set Lizette. Hey everyone, this is Jet Set Lizette. And before I push play on this episode of the Globetrotter Lounge Podcast, I'd like to invite you to download my Globetrotter Roadmap to Free Travel. It breaks down the steps I've taken to rack up and consistently maintain over a million airline miles and hotel points over the last five years. So far, I've saved almost $90,000 in travel costs, and so can you. You can get it for free at RoadmapToFreeTravel.com. And if you want even more guidance, my online course, Jet Set 101, Becoming a Travel Hacker, teaches you everything you need to know to leverage the incredible travel credit card sign-up bonuses that are out there and start traveling for practically free. Along with video course modules, you also get the tools and resources that I use to successfully travel hack without going into debt or damaging my credit score. And it includes access to me through monthly coaching calls. You can get more information at jetset101course.com. All right, well, hello and welcome to the Globetrotter Lounge. I am excited because, well, I'm always excited to have guests on my show, but I'm really Um, Looking forward to this conversation because I have invited Kat Weiss here, and she is someone I met at the Women in Travel Summit last month. And she is a fellow travel hacker and has found a number of ways to travel more affordably, which I love to hear about, and also now has a blog called Worldwide Honeymoon, where she helps people plan their dream honeymoon for a lot less than they might think they have to. So welcome, Kat. I'm really glad to have you here. I can't wait for us to geek out a little bit about travel hacking and to hear about your story.
1: Thank you so much, Lizette. It's great to be here. and I'm very excited to geek out about this.
0: <laughs> okay, well, let's get started with uh, maybe a little background. Um, what got you into traveling? Was it something you started out doing as a young person, as a child, or, you know, how did it How did it come to be in your life that you became a traveler?
1: Yeah, it's actually a fun fact. My first time I ever was on a plane, I was 21 years old. So I have not been a big international traveler for very long. But um, growing up as a kid, my family was always very into camping. So we would take our little pop-up camper and go to like state parks, Mammoth Cave. Um, Sorry, I'm from Kentucky, by the way. So we would go to state parks in Kentucky and Tennessee, the Smoky Mountains. And those were always really fun. And we'd always go to the beach every summer to South Carolina, where my mom's from. So that was kind of most of our traveling growing up. Um, but I'm, a very, I'm from a very small town um, in Kentucky. It's about 700 people. So I knew right away I kind of wanted to, to go and explore more and kind of see what else was out there in the world. So that's kind of how I started getting into thinking about traveling. Okay. Great. Um, and then, Yeah. And then um, I think the big thing was, and um, I started applying to colleges, I um, I saw that like, oh, there's opportunity to study abroad. And that's amazing. And I applied to the University of Kentucky had a program called Global Scholar. Um It's where you if you studied abroad for a semester and took all these classes, you got your minor in international business. And I was like, well, this is the only way my parents are going to kind of be on board with the studying abroad as if I'm like, well, I have to. So um, I ended up choosing that program and studied abroad in Grenoble, France, and it was a gorgeous town surrounded by mountains in the Alps, um, about an hour and a half from Geneva. And I just really got the travel bug there learning about like how cheap it can really be to travel once you're over there because, you know, there was the hostels, there's, you know, the discount airlines and things like that. And we just kind of traveled all over Europe. And I really became addicted since then and have tried to to travel as much as possible since then. Okay.
0: Great. So you came to it a little later on. You weren't someone who grew up traveling a ton, but once you got going, you were like, okay, wait, hold on. This is this is what I want to do more of. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. Exactly.
0: So <clears throat> okay, so after you went over to France and Europe and traveled, and then I'm assuming you came back, graduated. Tell me what happened basically after after you went and studied abroad and came home.
1: Yeah. So I had applied to get my master's degree in accounting and I had that summer not really doing anything. So I was like, oh, does anyone, is anyone free? Does anyone want to go and backpacking through Europe? Cause I'd saved a little money for that. And um, everyone was busy and I was like, you know what? I'm just, I'm going to do this by myself. <laughs> so I went to Europe and I backpacked by myself for five weeks and went back again. And of course, the most expensive thing was the plane ticket. But once you're over there, it was very inexpensive to do that. So at the time, being a young solo female traveler, you know, it was I became addicted to the budgeting and the being, you know, being able to save money once you're there. So I think once I realized that this was definitely doable and possible, I became more addicted to it and have been back to Europe again since then and have kept that going. Mm -hmm. And then even now meeting my fiance, um, he hasn't traveled too much either. And I decided like, okay, well, he kept telling me at one point, oh, these are kind of the dream destinations I've always wanted to go. And I was like, well, let's just do them because the most expensive thing is a ticket. And we save for that. It's really not that bad once we get there. So that's kind of how I started the traveling with Chris.
0: Um, Mm -hmm. Like
1: last year, we went to South Africa and that was amazing and definitely a bucket list item for Chris.
0: Wow. I got to go there. It's on my list, too.
1: It was, oh, uh, it's incredible. It's incredible. <laughs> I want to go back. <laughs> We're actually planning to go back.
0: <laughs> Great. Well, and um, yeah. the going back thing, I'm just going to interject this. Part of why yeah. I feel like I don't have, I think you and I have traveled to about the same number of countries, you know, you, you, about 22, mm-hmm. 23, and Part of why that is, is because once I go to a country, I have a really hard time not going back. Like, I'm like, okay, I know I have all these other items, but I really got to get back to Scotland. Like, I want to go further, you know, into the country or Japan or, you know, so I'm having a hard time like, okay, next country. Um, But anyway, so I relate to that. Um, Oh, yeah. I want to (laughs) say also... Uh, I love that you're using the word addicted when you you talk about budgeting. (laughs) There's not a lot of people who could say that, but you're, you know, that idea of like, I got addicted to the idea that I could do this for cheap. And I'm like, I know exactly what you mean. Like that there's the travel, (laughs) but there's also this sense of like, wait a minute. You mean I could get over there on a flight? Like for me, you know, I I can go over there on a flight for $60. I can get miles and points and do it that way. What? And then like the more I understood how to do that the more i just i wanted to keep doing it be obviously because i want to travel but also because there's this sense of like you know wait a minute this is almost like money growing on trees like what what is going on I, i don't have to spend all my money to do this amazing um to do these amazing adventures and have these amazing experiences so uh related to that
1: yeah Okay, I know, and I and this was all before I even really discovered travel hacking. So right, yeah. sounds
0: like it. Yeah. So tell me about the whole discovery of travel hacking and what travel hacking has meant to you.
1: Yeah. So I really just it kind of started from listening to some podcasts. Like I um, love Extra Pack of Peanuts. I started reading about the Points Guy. At the time, I only had one credit card that I've had since I was what 18 years old. Um, just to kind of start building my credit. And I was like, well, everyone's talking about these rewards cards. You know, that'd be kind of nice to get some cash back or even travel points and stuff. And the more research I did, I was like, wow, like this is incredible. People can rack this up and get free miles and flights all over the place. And at the time, this was back in February of last year, um, you know, Chris and I were sort of talking about getting married in the next couple of years. And for me, I was like, well, you know, let's go somewhere really cool um, for our honeymoon. And I'm just going to start opening some cards, like, you know, just start kind of collecting miles for when, you know, we do get engaged and start planning our wedding and honeymoon. So I opened up the Chase Sapphire Preferred, my first one I did back in February of 2017 um, and started racking in those some miles from that. And then in May 2017, <laughs> we got engaged. hmm and really started planning our wedding and honeymoon. And um, I kind of got Chris involved in it. And we started just collecting tons of miles. And we're like, I think in November, we booked our honeymoon. We're flying at $60 a person round trip. We're flying business class to Southeast Asia. So I was just really excited about that. And we've amassed together just in the first year alone, 700,000 miles. Because when you do it as a team, yep, um, it's it's, so much easier to rack it in. And especially when planning your wedding, because you've got deposits after deposits and you know, you got to pay the caterer, you got to pay the photographer and you're mm-hmm. like, do you take credit card? Because <laughs> you can hit those men's spends very easily. You have the authorized user, which gets you extra points. Um, that you get to add, and then you get, to, you can refer them to, to your card. Right, right. So we were just getting miles left and right for the first year. And even now we're still racking in more miles together because we've, already got trips planned out for the next couple of years we'll be doing on miles so that's how we kind of got as you say addicted to Mm -hmm. travel hacking
0: fantastic. So this was this was just last year, but I love that story of like, wait a minute, we can do this, we can team up, um open some cards. Excellent choice with the first one, the Chase Sapphire Preferred. Um and yeah. you know, get going on this and wow, you know, 700,000 miles and that's the kind of thing I love to hear. I love it when people realize that they can do that and that you've already booked, you know, like you said, about 60 bucks business class flights to Asia. That's just Yeah, fantastic! Um, It blew my mind. Right, It's incredible. (laughs) Right, right. I mean, that's how I felt. Like, wait, what? This is a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Like, is this legal? You know, know, like, (laughs) what people need to
1: know about. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, and and people do tend to get a little bit more like cautious because they're like hacking. I don't know about that. That sounds illegal, but it's completely legal and almost encouraged a little bit by airlines and credit card companies. So you know, might as well take advantage and get some free flights out of it that's right in fact you know i
0: often tell people the thing is it it really does benefit they set up this whole reward system for a reason it's not like they're not benefiting from it it's you know they wouldn't do it they being corporate banks and you know they wouldn't be doing this and partnering with airlines and doing and mileage plans if it wasn't lucrative for them they're getting new customers customers are not paying attention uh, to things like you know paying their bills on time and, you know, they're maybe paying fees. I know you mentioned you're a CPA and um, you know, I'm I'm not, but I'm I do have to say I do <laughs> love budgeting and that is, you know, part of the part of the way it works is being able to keep track of money is helpful because, you know, you don't have to you don't have to go into debt or or damage your credit score or end up, you know, spending a ton of money to get miles. I think people often
1: oh exactly that
0: but it doesn't have to be that way it it does help to have a little bit of a budgeting uh um you know a little knack for budgeting
1: oh of course yeah so um yeah i'm a cpa by trade so accounting and (laughs) finance and budgeting is kind of what i do quite a bit um but yeah so it's i think those are usually the biggest myths and kind of what held me back from opening my first card was Mm -hmm. the whole you're going to ruin your credit it's going to be it's all these bad things are going to happen if you open all of these cards and it's just, it's not true. If you're responsible, if you're like, okay, well, this is a $4,000 minimum spend in three months, plan that out before you open it and make sure you can hit that min spend and be able to pay off your card. I think you, you'll you be fine. And also you can't open like 10 cards at once. That's not right. very smart either, but right. exactly. you know, start with two to three and you know, see where it goes from there. Wait a few months for your credit to kind of recover from those hard inquiries. Those usually wear off within three months. And then you can open a couple more. And just it's something you start slow and then you kind of get addicted and keep doing it. And you amass (laughs) lots of miles and make travel your dreams into realities, which is just fantastic.
0: Exactly. Love it. Um, Yeah. And and I think that that tip of starting small, you know, I, I remember when I first started teaching people how to travel hack I overwhelmed a few of them because I had gotten so deep into it. You know, I, I was like, and here's my spreadsheets. You know, I offer spreadsheets as part of my, my course, my online course. And, and you know, and, and they would see my spreadsheet. I'd show it, you know, as part of the as part of the workshop, like, oh, here it is. And they'd look at my huge <laughs> list of cards and just sort of go, I don't oh, think man. I can do that. You know, and I had to realize, like, OK, wait yeah. no, let me show them a smaller list, because actually, you know, I, I, I know that. Um, I've had people have great success with just opening a few cards. So yeah, you can start small, but oh, it yeah. is the only caveat is look out, you might end up doing more than you think you will because once you see how sort of easy it is, it's just it's it's yeah. sort of a, like a no-brainer to do it again and then do it again and then pretty soon you're you're sitting where you are with, you know, a lot of miles great business class tickets for a honeymoon. So actually, let's talk about the honeymoon angle because what I loved was, you know, I got your card when I was at uh, Women in Travel Summit. I think, I don't remember how that happened. Maybe you spoke up and asked a question and I heard you say something about travel hacking. So then I ran over after the session and and introduced (laughs) myself. Um, But it wasn't until I got back home that I looked at your blog and thought, now this is fabulous because you're specifically looking to help other people who are... Uh, planning their honeymoon trip. So do you want to talk about how that sort of came into fruition, this blog?
1: Yeah, funny enough. Um, I had actually started a travel blog before worldwide honeymoon called cat in a backpack. And it was kind of a general travel blog and I didn't really know where I was going with it. Um, so um, anyway, I was, you know, we had gotten engaged. So that's a big part. I was planning my wedding and honeymoon at that point, And I was, you know, kind of sitting at work one day during lunch, reading, um, a practical wedding, which is a fantastic blog, a wedding planning blog. I was reading it during lunch one day and they had this fantastic article about, um, a honeymoon to Morocco and, you know, it was a new adventurous destination. And I was scrolling down and seeing all these comments and positive reactions of people wanting more, more information about budgeting, about, you know, honeymoons in general, because there's just not tons of information about it out there. And here I am sitting there thinking like, oh, my God, I, I'm doing this right now. I, and I even have the travel hacking that I can teach people. Because I think sometimes, you know, and especially now, weddings are expensive. <laughs> they are not cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, if, you know, as a couple, my fiance and I are paying for it out of pocket. And the reason why we're able to go to Southeast Asia, in business class is because of travel hacking there's no way we would be able to do it without it and I was like, well why don't I start talking about this and teaching people how to do it themselves um, or you know have me help them so that they can do that as well and they don't have to skimp on their honeymoon because the wedding's so expensive or they get to go to their dream destination that they've always wanted to go to um, and basically once you can get the price of your plane ticket down to, which is the most expensive thing of travel, usually down to a hundred dollars or less, you could go anywhere in the world. And I just think that once you open that possibility up, people could go to the honey- their honeymoon wherever. And, you know, of course, then I try to build in the budgeting aspects and all the other things that come along with planning a honeymoon. And just, it's so much fun. I really enjoy doing it, especially as someone who's like, I'm also going through this. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was yeah. it's, it's such a great idea. And I've been looking, you know, through your blog and see that you have, you know, a section on travel hacks. You're kind of sharing um, some recommendations for beginners. You're also talking about your own journey and, you know, that you have a recap at the end of the year, how much you earned last year, you know, that kind of thing. Um And then just some general travel advice, probably I'm looking at, I I see that you have destinations. I'm assuming it's, you know, information about where you've been and it's just, it's just really great. What a great resource for people who are planning their honeymoon um, and uh, love it. So, so, and then you offer consulting also just one-on-one?
1: Yes, I do. I work with couples and do um, consulting, whether it's a customized itinerary, um, if they would like help with figuring out travel hacking, um, or just some guidance. And then all the way up until like, I basically plan the whole thing and really tell you like, here's what you should open and do. Um, so I can get as involved as you want or as little as you want as well. But I offer those services.
0: Great. Love it. So, um, why don't we talk a little bit about maybe, I don't know if you want to share a few tips for people who are just starting um, to plan their honeymoon or just share something, you know, maybe something that you learned that when you were getting going that you want to, you know, just talk a little bit about, you don't have to give all the information, you know, but just a few (laughs) people who might just have just decided to get married. They have some great big goal, but they just don't even know how they're going to, how they're going to start.
1: Yeah. I'm. I think, Something I've learned also having this blog and going through it myself is, um, number one, the budget. I think this is the first time you're probably combining finances as a couple and, you know, having an open and honest conversation about budgeting and your expectations and how much you're wanting to spend. I think that's something that you need to do, first of all, before you even get into um, too much about the trip planning or before the wedding even, is kind of talking about your budget and what you're expecting. Um, and then once you do that, most of the time I tell couples just pick a place because if we can get you there with miles, (laughs) you know, it doesn't really matter where it is. Mm -hmm. And then we start coming up with a plan for the miles and, um, you know, and also another thing you might have more points than you think. Um, I actually just helped this one couple, um, if they're going to go to Australia and New Zealand. And they were like, oh, I don't know if we have any. And I was like, well, check. They were talking about how they had all these chase cards. And I was like, you might have more than you think. Mm-hmm. And they ended up checking. They had a hundred thousand points that they didn't even know about. And wow. I was like, what are, you, what are you guys talking about? You have all these extra points. And then one of the girls, she was like, oh, yeah, and I have like 30,000 United points I didn't know about. And I was like, oh my goodness, <laughs> you guys don't have to do that much. Right. You're already um, well
0: positioned. You don't
1: even know. Yeah. I was going to say, you guys are doing great and you guys didn't even know. So definitely check that if you already have some of those points um, before you start opening all these cards. Think like you might have 100,000 points sitting in Chase you didn't even know about. hmm Yeah. So that's, that's another great, a great tip. And, yeah. Just seeing
0: what you have. Yeah.
1: I, I know there's also
0: I often talk about the tip of just don't let your miles and points expire because people. Yeah. You know, I, I have had friends, one friend in particular who was planning to go to Peru and had saved up miles for it, but just wasn't really paying attention and uh, oh, kind of no. kept putting it off and putting it off. Then she was like, OK, I'm ready. And she went to book her flights and there were no more miles. <laughs> and it was a lot of miles. It was, like, 200-some thousand miles. Um, Oh, my God. I would cry. I know. I would cry. I was like, no, you know. Um, (laughs) And so I often tell people at my workshops, like, that's actually a travel hack right there. Like, stay on top of your, you know, miles and points. And there are ways to do that, such as fabulous tools like Award Wallet, which I'm sure you know all about. Um, Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, you know, I... I guess, you know, another, oh, here's another question. I loved how you talked about the minimum Mm -hmm. spends. Um, Do you want to talk a little bit about that piece that you were mentioning that people who are going to be planning weddings, they have to spend money. So is some of that money, you know, they already have to spend it. It's not like they're, there's no way around that. They're going to have to put money down, I guess, on deposits and things. It's been a long time since I got married. I had a very small wedding a long time ago. I won't even say how long ago, because then everyone will know how old I really am. <laughs> um, but it was, you know, we kind of ran off and got married on the side of a mountaintop and made our family hike. You know, it was very kind of small with a big party later, That's amazing. but <laughs> it was fun. Um, but, you know, um, the idea of minimum spends and that here's this opportunity where you actually could make a lot of, uh, you could amass a lot of miles and points because you have to make some big deposits. I don't know. You can see where I'm going. So do you want to talk a little bit about how that could yeah. work?
1: Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So basically, I mean, when you are getting married, um, most most people, I'm assuming, would be budgeting for this stuff already, of course. Um, for us, we set we talked about our budget for the wedding and the honeymoon, and we were like, okay, well... We need to save up X amount of dollars, and this is how much the photographer is going to cost, this is how much the catering is going to cost, all of these things. And a lot of the time, vendors like a 50% deposit up front or quite a chunk of that money. So we made sure we budgeted before we did that. And when we opened up the cards, we would kind of correspond with when we had to make those deposits. So you know, right away, you're able to amass tons of points. I mean, be sure, here's a tip before you make like a four or $5,000 deposit for like catering, mm-hmm. call your card company and tell them <laughs> that you're going to make that deposit because otherwise they're going to freak out and shut the card because <laughs> they're going to be like, why are you spending this? Right. But, um, so definitely do that beforehand, but tell them, Hey, I'm making a deposit, you know, just let that go through. Um, yeah. And we turned around, put deposits down and next thing you know, we hit our min spends like real quick and even gained more miles because we would go over the men's spends with these. And then as soon as we hit the men's spend, we'd turn around, and pay it off because we already had the money in savings and we were good to go. So really no debt, no additional spending. It was just because we we're planning our wedding, we were able to do this naturally. And I think it's a really great, like this is kind of the perfect time to open these cards because you are thinking about finances together. And you can have that built in person, like I said, who's your authorized user, you, you can add for those extra miles, and you can refer them to the extra miles. And you get all these men's spends because you have to spend this money anyway. Right? So it's, right. All, it's kind of the opportune time to do it. And yep. if it helps you make your dream honeymoon a reality, well, you can't get any better than that.
0: Exactly. Well, and just to be clear, because I know you and I, we're like, oh yeah, minimum spends, min spends, you know, we're, we're talking about that. I'm just going to yeah. say it out loud one more time. A minimum spend is the amount that a credit card will, a credit card company will require that you put on the credit card before they give you the bonus amount of say, you know, 50,000 Miles, or sometimes even a hundred thousand miles, but you know you might have to spend two thousand yeah. dollars in three months or four thousand dollars in three months. There are some with even bigger minimum spends. And so the the thing is, I know um, I've often had people come up to me and say, "Well, I'm a travel hacker. Yep, I've got my Alaska Airlines Visa card. I've had it for you know years and years. I put everything on the card." So they might be thinking, for example, with the honeymoon, like I've got this, or not a honeymoon, but like you know yeah. the caterer, I've got this. Yep, I'm smart. I'm going to put the whole thing. On this card and I'm going to, you know, it's going to be 5,000 miles because I'm putting $5,000. And then you and I would be like, no, because we know that yeah. that if they <laughs> open a new card and meet a minimum spend instead of 5,000 yep. miles, they'll have 50,000 or 30,000 or whatever it is. And so... Um, I'm sure you've done like I've done where I, you know, I remember going to get a wood stove. Like I get excited when I have um, things (laughs) like uh, household uh, remodel projects and things because I'm like, oh, here we go. Now I have a bunch of minimum (laughs) spends I can (laughs) meet at once going to get a wood stove and saying to the guy, is it okay if I split this between like three cards? He was like, what? And because it, it was like $5,000 and I had 2000 for one Southwest card, 2000 for another Southwest card that my husband had. And then the other 1000 I put on something else I was working on. But I met two minimum spends at once and then was put 1000 towards another minimum spend. And so with that, it was like, you know, 100,000 miles Southwest and whatever. So- that's what yeah, you and I are talking I about. <laughs> <laughs> and I love how a wedding is like one of those. It's like having a home remodel where you already have had to plan for it, hopefully save the money. Yep. That's the best case scenario because you don't want, wouldn't yeah. you agree as a CPA accountant or just, you know, fellow budgeter, you probably don't want to carry a balance on these cards because they're Absolutely very high not. interest rate.
1: <laughs> yeah. So you want yes. it to be something you can some pay of off. Yes, some of them are 20 to 25 percent interest rate. So you do not want to get caught up in that debt. So make sure that before you hit those men's spend again, that you have that money saved or or you know that you're going to be able to pay that off before before the bill.
0: Right. Great. Yes. Okay. so I love I love what you're doing. I think it's such a natural, um, natural marriage of of two things, you know, of of the travel (laughs) hacking with needing to plan for a honeymoon and also the fact that people are usually if you know having to put some money out and can meet minimum sense it really is kind of this great package of being able to get some points and miles and then book a trip for your honeymoon and have miles beyond like you said you and your husband or fiance sorry husband to be have <laughs> trips planned yeah. going forward also so um yeah tell me about some of your uh planned trips actually that are coming up
1: Yeah. So, um, we're planning, this is so funny because when we were, when we were in South Africa, I planned that whole thing and Chris made the just terrible mistake of saying, wow, this is great. I didn't, all I had to do was show up. So once he said that I was like, great, you're going to be planning our next trip. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, I'll get the miles and points. I'll take care of the like flight, but you're going to be the one figuring out everything else. So, We're planning to go to Peru next year. Um, Yeah, try not to let those miles expire like your friends did. please don't. But we're going to go to Peru. We're doing – I've traveled a little bit throughout the states with some of my miles, too, to see family and friends. And we're going to go to Europe next year for the Christmas markets. We're doing a family trip. And um, my favorite one is for my parents' anniversary next year, I saved up a bunch of Delta miles to send them over there for a special two-week trip for themselves. Nice. So I'm really excited about all those trips coming up. And of course, we're racking in more miles this year to keep, to keep on traveling and doing more.
0: Fantastic.
1: And then I, yeah, and I would say definitely like my, my proudest travel hacking moment to date. Um, is actually one of my, one of my clients, they were going to the Australia, New Zealand one. Um, I'm sure you know about the United Excursionist perk or whatever, but they, um, the first they were just going to New Zealand and then they were like, hey, you know what, like, while we're there, let's do Australia. And we um, ended up looking into it and they're doing United points. So we ended up getting them from the U.S. to Auckland and then they get a free flight with the excursionist perk, which is where you fly from one region to another region round trip. Hmm. You get a free flight, no miles. All you have to pay is like taxes. What? Uh, so I... they are flying into Auckland. Yeah. And I then they're flying this. from Christchurch. Yeah. They're flying from Christchurch to Melbourne, zero miles. I think they're paying $11 each in tax. And then they're flying home Sydney back to home. And it was $315 total for their trip. Wow. Or to their flight. Wow. And between the two of them, it was incredible. I was, I'm so proud of that one. <laughs> I just wanted to throw that one out there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, which would have cost them $1,700 a person normally. So that's $3,400 that they get to splurge on their honeymoon. You know, if they want to go take a helicopter ride over a glacier or do something really cool, they get to do that. So I'm very excited and proud of that. Fantastic. It's just an insight into some of my services and things that I do. So that's really fun. Yeah,
0: and I just learned something. The United Excursionist yeah. perk. I'm going to look that yeah. up when we're done talking. Yeah, it's
1: a little it's a little extra work. Um, but yeah, you basically book it multi-city on United site. So you don't have to fly like, for my case, I live in Cleveland. So you don't have to do like Cleveland to Sydney round trip. You could do Cleveland to, um, like if you wanted to go to Paris and London, you could do Cleveland to Paris, fly a free flight from Paris to London. With no miles and then come back London to Cleveland. Okay. So as long as you end, end in the same region that you started in um, and fly to another region, you get that free flight, which is take advantage of that because that's zero miles and you get to just do the exact same before. Like it's typically 80,000 miles round trip to fly to like New Zealand round trip per person or 60,000 to Europe, Mm -hmm. but you get a free flight in there. So you get to go to two cities instead of one round trip, which is, incredible.
0: Such a great tip. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah.
1: You're
0: and welcome. um yeah, hey, I'm learning. I love it. That's why I do this podcast because every time I learn something. Um and probably yeah. my husband's gonna get more stressed out. He does like to travel, but I'm always, you know, <laughs> I'm a little bit more of a travel junkie than he is. And then I'm learning so much now that I am pretty much am like, okay, we're going to become international pet sitters. And also now we've got this United Excursionist oh perk. God. And you know what I mean? <laughs> like Every time I have someone on here, oh, I learned something that I want to apply right away. Um. Okay, so let's see. I wanted to also ask if you had any other travel hacks we've been talking about miles and points. Did you have anything else that you just want to throw out there? for people who um, might be thinking about, you know, ways to save money, creative ways to travel more um, besides the miles and points.
1: Yeah. And I think this is important too, because, you know, sometimes it's not always feasible to save up enough miles in time. Like if you are coming and you're like, Oh, well, I'm going on my honeymoon in three months. Well, probably not going to have enough time to always get the right flight, but um, just outside of the miles, and hacking and things like that. Um, I love Hopper. That's a great app that I use to predict when flight prices will drop because that's what we, for South Africa, that was before we learned about travel hacking. So we were like, oh, well, let's do this. And we actually ended up booking our flights. I think it was like 800 or 850 round trip, Cleveland to Johannesburg. So wow. I thought that was a pretty, pretty great deal to save money for our trip to South Africa. And I would say, you know, think like, obviously, like, on a honeymoon, you're not going to stay in hostels, So don't even think about that. But Airbnb is a great option. Um, One of my couples right now is in Hawaii, and I convinced them to do some Airbnbs so that they could stay in budget and do more of the fun stuff versus like the hotel, you know, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, that's another great money saving tip. And, you know, just even if, as far as saving money, just, you know, one less night out, we'll save and just instead of doing that cook that night, and then you get to put that extra money to something you want to do on your honeymoon. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's always another great money saving tip just in general, um, to just travel more, but Mm -hmm. I really like those. Um, yeah, those are kind of the big ones I use. And also another great website that I've used for planning all of my trips is budget your trip. Mm. So for those budgeters out there, um, you go in, you type in, like, for instance, our honeymoon, we're going to be in Chiang Mai at some point. And I'm like, well, I don't know the cost of really anything there. So I go to budgetyourtrip.com, I type in Chiang Mai, and it'll pop up like what the average cost is for dinner based on budget, luxury, and mid-range. And that kind of helps you kind of gauge what the transportation is going to cost, what this is going to cost. And that's a great way. And so is, um, you know, Yelp isn't in every country, but Zomato and Things like that, like restaurant rating websites are great because I like to look at those and for other cities and countries to kind of gauge the cost of a meal. So you look at, you know, you go, you find a restaurant and then you look at the menu and see, like, oh, it's $20 for a hamburger or it's $10 for a meal. And that's another great way to budget like your food and stuff for
0: mm-hmm. when you travel. So those are great. great little
1: budget tips on the side. Yeah.
0: I had not heard of budgetyourtrip.com. So that's yeah, fantastic. Or Hopper. Great place to start.
1: Because, yeah, you
0: know, it's honestly, it's that's great to know because people often ask me, they'll say, well, how, you know, can you help me figure out some cheap flights to wherever? And I'll say, actually, no, not really, because I use miles. I always have over a million miles and points, and I just don't really hardly ever, um, Try to buy a flight. So for those people who show up to my workshops when, well, I I have an online course now, but when I've had in the past in, you know, more in-person workshops, there were always those people who came and said, all right, I'm here. I'm so excited. I want to go to Europe in a few months. And I'd just be like, "Uh oh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm yeah. not sure if I can help you with the short <laughs> term. And so, you know, having, um, yeah. remembering that there are resources out there, there's actually quite a few to get budget, you know, travel, yeah. but I hadn't heard of Hopper. And then there's also, I love the budget your trip that I am completely okay. going to geek out on <laughs> because I do my own yeah. kind of legwork around that to try to figure out how much money I need when I go somewhere. So that's really great. Thanks for sharing that.
1: Um, yeah. And yeah. I actually had a couple other flight ones, too, now that you mention it, um, if you don't mind me sharing those. Yeah, please. Yeah, for the cheap flights. Um, I know most people probably know about google.com slash flights, but yeah. there's also google.com slash flights slash explore. So if you don't have a certain time frame if, or you're flexible, you can type in, like, for my instance, Cleveland or for you, Seattle, and you can type in a region. Like, say you want to go to Europe, say you want to go to Asia or South America, and say the time frame, like if you wanna go seven to ten days or something, it'll pop up the cheapest city to fly into or the cheapest airport based on that time and it'll tell you the cheapest way to book it. So if I were like, Oh, I wanna to go to Cleveland to Europe and they're like, Oh, Paris is the cheapest at four hundred, five hundred dollars if you go in August between these dates. And that's another great way if you've got wow. some flexibility. Um, Sky Scanner is very similar to that too. Right. Except if you don't even know where you want to go at all, you can just type in everywhere, and then it'll pop up. Oh, things okay. like that. So those are more great resources. I love it.
0: <laughs> love those. Yes, and that's why yeah. you know, like I said, I. I love having people like you on here because um, I'm focused, very focused on one way of travel hacking. Um, but I, you know, yeah. I need to know other ways as well to share those with other people and for myself, because it has happened. It has yeah. happened. I, I said I never pay for flights, but I did. Um, actually, it was <laughs> when I went to the Women in Travel Summit because I decided 10 minutes, uh, 10 minutes, 10 days before uh, the the conference was happening, I decided to go and I I could use miles part yeah. <laughs> of the way, but but I couldn't, you know, I had to pay a little bit of money. I kind of hated it,
1: but oh, no. it was pretty good to spend. I, know, I think too. I spent
0: like 235 total to get there and back. That's not bad, right? You know, to go from Seattle to uh, Quebec City. Oh, God, no. But uh, for That's me, like it's painful. the whole country. I know. For it's me, like I'm like, what? Con- no. Con- Confident.
1: <laughs> and actually, I yeah, also no, paid to I... stay in
0: the castle. So... <laughs> Just, oh,
1: yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I yeah. yeah. Um, no, I ended up having to pay for my flight there, too, because I didn't have enough time to collect Air Canada miles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, oh, no. But it really wasn't that bad of a deal, especially with the discounts they gave us. But yeah. 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 So we, <laughs> Definitely want to stay in the castle pay. next time I go. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. was a big thing. I for know me. we were like, oh, I wish I had more time.
0: <laughs> I know uh, I yeah. um, I haven't paid to stay in a hotel in like six years, but I I just That's could incredible. not resist. I, I said, Lizette, this is one of those times where all the travel hacking you've done and the hundred you know, hundreds of thousands of miles you've been able to spend and all the money I've saved, now I'm gonna pay money to stay in a hotel because why not? You know? <laughs> and yeah, I I loved it. Yourself. I treated myself. <laughs> well, it helped that I could write it off business expense, but you know, that's a little hack exactly. there, right? Um, but also yeah, oh, just it was phenomenal to meet so many great women, to stay in a castle. Um you know, to be right on site. But anyway, that's what I love about travel hacking too, is it does make it easier to justify and, or just, you know, have money for those types of splurges. You know, like when I flew to Japan, we kind of went not totally last minute, but we decided a couple of months before, um, to go to Tokyo for an exhibit, an art exhibit or a, a special, well, it was a David Bowie is exhibit. Um, You know, uh, I had money. We spent almost nothing on the flights, nothing for a week. Stay in this amazing hotel. Oh, my gosh. The Andas. If you ever go to Tokyo, stay in the Andas using Hyatt Points, please.
1: Um, Oh, yeah. So we were up on,
0: like, the 51st floor. Oh, it was amazing. But anyway, because we could do all of that for something like, well, zero for the hotel and, yeah, about 50 or 60 total, I think, for the flights for three of us. I had money to burn on things like a walking tour, you know,
1: oh yeah, where um, we had
0: an in-person, I mean, like our own person came and met with us and spent like, you know, five hours with us taking around Tokyo. Because, you know, you can, you're like, oh, wow. Yeah, that was $300. But that's like all I've spent so
1: far, you know, pretty much. Yeah, that (laughs) would have been like a nice hotel stay. Yeah, right. Exactly. And, and I think my favorite thing that you said was that you went for art, exhibit thing or some exhibit. Mm -hmm. And I was like, most people would think like, oh, I I can't spend this much money on a hotel and flight just to go see just an exhibit. But the fact that you were like, oh, well, I didn't pay hardly anything for those. So of course I'm going to go and do that. So that's incredible. And I need to learn more about the hotel stuff for sure, because my thing is definitely the flight. But, you know, I've booked a few hotel nights here and there on points, but that's something I would love to get more involved in just to get extra. You know, it helps going to Southeast Asia, too, for your honeymoon because it's so cheap. Right. (laughs) For like a four or five star hotel. So we, we did pay for most of those. Right, right. It was cheap.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the hotel angle is good. You know, I I actually love to stay in Airbnbs and and also, you know, stay with people when I can. And so I get kind of in into the culture and people that, you know, meet people. However, hotels are hotel stays, free hotel stays are so great for those, you know, when you first arrive in a country, maybe you fly into a bigger city, right, before you go out and explore. And those nights, you know, so when we've been in London, we've stayed free there in Tokyo, like the big cities. That's where I use the hotel points for. But
1: yeah. Um especially where they're expensive hotels. Like they're exactly. spending a lot for a nice hotel room. Yeah. That's of course.
0: It, yes. Like in London, for example. It really counts when you can get some free nights. So anyway, but Oh yeah. I wanna, you know I wanna thank you so much for being here. Like I said, I'm like, uh oh, we're gonna start really geeking out on, you know. <laughs> I, I know, can we see can us talking going. for hours about <laughs> wait have you heard of this card like I could start telling you about cards oh, I will throw out one thing um for people who are listening okay. about you know the Hyatt the Hyatt points are a great deal because I mentioned the Andas, but the Hyatt points you go you, it, it seems like you can go farther with them so where it might take you know 80,000 to book a Hilton room that's really nice you can get an incredible like the Andaz it was 25,000 uh points per night so for oh, wow. you know only a hundred thousand, you get four nights. When I, and so that's my little tip. If you're gonna you know be working with people, the Hyatt points okay. are. Uh, And Chase transfers to Hyatt, I'm probably
1: going to Google that right after this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because those those Chase
0: Sapphire points transfer, and I've made the mistake before. I was like, oh, I'll transfer my Chase points to Marriott. And then it turned out that if I would have transferred them to Hyatt, I could have had more Knights because you get more for your points, you know, so you learn the hard way. No, that's incredible. Anyway. All right. Well, I really appreciate you being here. And of course, I'm going to include in the show notes all of the... uh, you know, different sites you mentioned, of course, your website. Um, why don't you tell people though right now where they can find you for Worldwide Honeymoon?
1: Yeah, my website is worldwidehoneymoon.com, just all one word. Great. Um, if you wanna email or if you want to um, email me, I'm cat at worldwidehoneymoon And then my social media is at Worldwide Honeymoon, um, except for Twitter. Twitter is WW Honeymoon. Okay. And that's that's how you can reach me. Great.
0: And I uh, really Ooh. loved having you with me today. Thank you so much. And I know we're going to stay in touch and we're going to continue this conversation at other you know, yeah. points, I'm but sure. um, really great <laughs> having you here. Thanks so much and um, really appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Lizette. This was so much fun.
0: I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Globetrotter Lounge podcast. If so, I'd love it if you could take a moment to like and subscribe on iTunes. And don't forget to explore other Globetrotter Lounge podcast episodes either on iTunes or by visiting theglobetrotterlounge.com. And if you want a breakdown of the way that I've personally saved almost $90,000 in travel costs, be sure to download a copy of the Globetrotter Roadmap to Free Travel. Get it for free from roadmaptofreetravel.com. If you're ready to dive even deeper into the world of travel hacking through credit card sign-up bonuses, you'll want to check out my online course, JetSet 101, Becoming a Travel Hacker. It will teach you exactly how to start turning regular household spending into hundreds of thousands of airline miles and hotel points without damaging your credit score or going into debt. You can get more info at jetset101course.com. And finally, if you just want to learn more about me, Read my blog posts and tips for free travel, and subscribe to my email list, then visit jetsetlizette.com. That's jetset, E.com. Thanks so much for listening.